Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Main Street Banking Greatest Hit series. We've come to number three today, and we're we're doing a, a part two, a, a part one and part two with this. Uh, Brad Fetterman's uh, mental health and anxiety uh, epi episodes that he did for us right at the beginning of the COVID pandemic in 2020. And the reason why I picked this is not only is Brad Fetterman um, one of my mentors in this in in this industry and one of the favorite one of my favorite people that we work with. Um, this content, if you remember the the context. It's uh, mid to late spring 2020. Literally, the world has changed on a dime. Um, we don't know about the, the pandemic here in my little town. Uh, you know, we were, uh, everybody had isolated and, and quarantined fairly early on in, in the pandemic because of some scares in town. So little small town USA, Mayberry USA, we're all on quarantine for, for two weeks. And because our grad school had, had been canceled during that year, we decided that we would do a crisis leadership, uh, talking about leadership ideas and uh, some ways to serve as leaders in, in the community banking space um, and serve as leaders in our communities. And we had several people on there, Brad being one of them, to talk about this this material. And we still have that available in our ALP if you're interested in checking that out. But why these episodes stood out to me was because Brad talks a lot about mental health and anxiety uh, in coping with that in our family life, with ourselves and in our workplace. And I don't often share the podcast on my personal social media because let's face it, who, who wants to hear, if you're not in banking, who wants to hear banking podcast material? But I shared this one. And these two actually. And I had several people that are nowhere near the banking <clears throat> industry reach out to me. Uh, some of them that I hadn't talked to in a while, um, reach out to me and said how much these episodes really meant to them and spoke to them and helped them get through some of the earlier, uh, the earlier fears that we all faced in 2020. And look, we all have our own 2020 stories, but, uh, the fact that Brad through, through this little podcast here was able to help people who are not in the banking industry. Um, at this one of the high points in my time here at Barrett uh, was uh, w was this episode, these two episodes. So I wanted to share those again. I don't think any greatest hits of Main Street Banking is complete without these two episodes from Brad. So even though it's not 2020, even though uh, things are starting to look up a little bit now, uh, there's still some good content in here for us, even today, even tomorrow, even next year. Uh, we will always have to deal with anxieties. We will always have to deal with strife, uh, with, with strife and and uh, different crises in our life. So there's still good information here for us in the community banking space. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, get ready for part two as well. Welcome to Main Street Banking, a podcast for community bankers brought to you by the Barrett School of Banking, located in the heart of banking, blues, and barbecue, Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Byron Earnhardt, 
I am the program director here at Barrett, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to our corner of the banking world and hope that we can make your bank, your staff, and maybe even your day a better one. Okay, today we are starting our series on the COVID-19 situation with community banks, how uh, community banks can uh, handle this situation amongst themselves, with their customers, with their employees, and we are really honored to have Brad Fetterman with Performance Point LLC here in, in Memphis um, to talk about these issues that are close to my heart and I know close to a lot of uh, close to the heart of a lot of our listeners. So, Brad, how you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here and. Uh... I'm enjoying, uh, I'll enjoy this conversation a great deal. Yeah, me too, man. Well, Brad, tell us about yourself and a little bit about Performance Point. Well, I've been doing this kind of work for about 25 years, either internally with organizations or externally. Uh, and, and essentially, we are a consulting firm that does work around, uh, around culture, brands, leadership, um, teams. Our, 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 if you want a tagline, our tagline is engaged employees, resilient relationships, and collaborative cultures. Mm. The whole concept is how do we work together to create the best experience for our customers and a very positive experience for ourselves. Ultimately, we need to be successful and that's the best way to do it. Mm. Yeah, I can I can attest from Brad having been a, a faculty member at, at the grad school for us and, and year two and year three, his classes on these topics will really absolutely change the way you uh, you approach these uh, approach these areas in, in your life. And I've he was one of my favorite ones, and I'm glad to have him on the podcast today. I hate this is a situation we're having to talk about, but I'm glad uh, from from this perspective to have him on here. So, Brad, obviously, it's a brave new world that we're in right now. And so uh, from a cultural perspective, I guess both in our society and in corporate America, uh, what's going on right now? Well, you know, I, it's interesting you asked that question because I just wrote an article that is about to be published, and I wanted to read you the first couple of sentences because I think it, it really pertains to what's going on here. Mm. You mind if I do that? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Imagine working in an environment where the risk of a project failing is increasingly high, destructive technology is available to rogue governments and individuals at large, economic stability is in question at times, and or a pandemic poses a global risk. It shouldn't be that difficult to imagine we're getting a taste of that at the moment. Mm. And quite frankly, we are walking into a period of time where this is reality. They expect mm. probably one to two more pandemics prior to 2030. And, and you have all these forces coming together that are going to create a lot of instability in our work environment. So what's happening in society and in corporate America, we have got to get extremely comfortable with limited predictability with lots of change and uh, and and a lot of flexibility. Mm. And we all know how much bankers like change and unpredictability. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that's that's what's so striking in this example is that it is. A, I, I say that only half joking. I mean, it is. It, it does sort of go against our grain and our wiring um, sure. when we think about these. The, these these sort of things were not supposed to happen. We're supposed to have the plan in place, but we're not really supposed to 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 really be living this. And I think that's one of the things that seems to be dominating our conversation. I know in our world. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
you know, it, under norm, normal circumstances, people are stressed. Typically, about 83% of U.S. workers are, have work-related stress issues, and these are not normal circumstances. 83% is high enough. Add, yeah. add, 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 add all this onto, and that becomes a more serious number. Um, so from a psychological standpoint, Brad, how can bankers of all stripes and all levels of the org chart, uh, how can we help our customers? What can we say? Well, you know, I think uh, the first thing is have patience. Mm. There are going to be people who are going to have short triggers, who are going to not, not be the most pleasant of folks. And one of the best things we can do is we can remember that the reason they're behaving that way is not about me, but it's because they're going through something themselves. Okay. Mm. And I, I think the, the best thing we can do is walk in each day with that concept that I'm going to have patience because when someone's not behaving well, I should have some empathy for them. I should have some feeling for them because it's not a good situation for them. We must remember there are people who are going to uh, be focusing and dealing with, I can't make rent or I'm going to have to declare bankruptcy or uh, what am I going to do when this money runs out or whatever the case may be. And, and that frustration is going to come out and, and being on the front line, especially tellers, you're going to feel that. You're going to experience that. Loan officers are going to get that when they want to go and do a, a, a refi and someone doesn't qualify for the refi, right? Those right. things happen and we're going to have to deal with it. So the key is be patient, don't react, and offer a lot of empathy. Recognize that these are real people just like you and they're going through difficult times in many ways just like you. Hmm. Well, that takes me right to the next one. You know, many times... Uh, bankers don't want to admit that sometimes we need help financially. I mean, we're supposed to be the experts, right? Uh, both you and I both know that that's not always the case. Uh, what's some advice to bankers? You mentioned the frontline tellers, loan officers. What's some advice to those bankers in approaching their own economic conditions in these times? I think, you know, a, I'm going to, I'm going to say a couple of different things. One is give yourself permission to be, normal. Give yourself permission mm -hmm. to not be perfect. You know, the, the truth is these are extraordinary times. I mean, if you look, we just, we just got a jobs number of, of, in terms of people looking for work, unemployment number. And, and that number was almost 3.3 million people. Now I want you to think about that. The last record was set in, I think 1982 or 1984. And I think it was something like close to 800,000 people. I don't remember the exact number. Yeah. But you, you think about that. We more than quadrupled, I think, um, the last record for unemployment. This is not a moment where it's your fault. It's a moment that the broader circumstances, something bigger than you, more macro than you, is causing this stress, this frustration, these financial woes. And so you should give yourself permission. That's the first thing, to acknowledge it and work on it. Okay. Don't, don't take it out on yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Acknowledge it. Give yourself permission to work on it. Mm. That's good advice on so many different levels too, Brad. I, I appreciate you that you said that that way. Uh, how can we recognize and address other triggers in our life right now? This thing, this thing touches so many different areas of life, but how can we recognize and address other triggers or issues that might come up? And what do we need to be looking out for in our, in our own selves? Well, I think the first thing I would tell everybody is take stock, okay? Mm -hmm. and, and you can recognize triggers before you even have them if you take stock. You know, I'm going to give you a, a concept here. 
all right? We, all bets are off, right? Human beings enjoy spontaneity. However, most people crave some level of predictability, okay? We enjoy it because it gives us a, an illusion, a sense of control, right? If I study more for this test, I will get a better grade than the last test. When I go shopping, I can get toilet paper, ground beef, and flour, right? Right. All things that we can no longer take stock in. We cannot predict, right? And, you know, we've got, just to take it to your world, we've got banks that are now closed. Mm -hmm. We've got banks that have gone to drive-through only. We've got banks that have changed their hours. Uh, I mean, students are no longer in the classroom. The entire way we have to approach our life has, has to change. Going grocery shopping can take three hours instead of 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it is an ordeal. And so one of the things that we, we fooled ourselves with is we, we fooled ourselves by saying we had control in the first place. Mm. The truth is that illusion has now been erased. We no longer have that control. And so I think the, the first thing that people need to do, and, and this will sound a little strange to people, is take stock of what's changed and I want you to think about this. Your way of life no longer exists. It's almost like you've lost somebody or something, right? So the first thing you have to do is you have to, you have to give yourself permission to feel badly, to grieve, to say, my life is no longer the life that I had planned, that existed. Mm. And, and I, I have to come to terms with that, right? Right. Then the second thing you're going to have to do is you have to admit that you don't have control anymore. That seems scary, right? Yes, but yes. Is you don't control your 401k. Mm. You, you know, the people that think they have control are the ones that call their financial advisors now and they want to sell everything. And their financial advisor is saying, why? We're at 20000 and it was twenty nine just a little while ago. You're going to lose your shirt. But people, they want a sense of control, so they pull their money out. And you know when they put their money back in? When it goes back up. Top, right. And they lose more money, right? So – we have to let it go and realize we can't control it anymore. The last thing you have to, the next thing you have to do is you have to actually say, what am I scared of? What, what's keeping me up at night? What's driving me crazy? What, what's taking up my mind share? And I guarantee you one thing, I'll bet almost anybody out there, if you write those things down on a post-it, they will fall into one of three categories, things you can control, things you can influence and things that are out of your control. And the majority of the ones that you write down are things that are out of your control. Well, guess what? If you're focusing on things that are out of your control, what if, what if, what if my company lays me off? What if um, the stock market drops even more? What if, right? Those are all things that are outside of your control. If you're spending your time there, then you're wasting your time. And so what you need to do is you need to convert the things that you're focused on like if I said, I don't have a job and no one's hiring, right? right? You have to convert that into something that's within your control. What can I do to differentiate myself from all the other people looking for a job? Mm. You know, yeah. Uh, very well said, Brad. Uh, I'm sitting here just nodding, absorbing it. I'm sorry for the, sorry for the gap there, man. Well, that's our episode for today. We hope you've enjoyed yourself and learned a little something. If you haven't already, please feel free to subscribe to our podcast and drop us a five-star rating. You can follow us at Barrett Banking on Twitter 
or Barrett School of Banking on Facebook and LinkedIn. And we even have a new Community Banking Road Trip playlist on Spotify highlighting your favorite songs about your home state. Check that out and feel free to submit your favorite song about your state to add to the playlist. We have an ever-growing slate of classes, seminars, and webinars that are available, and not to mention our industry-recognized Graduate School of Banking every May, and we look forward to seeing you at any or all of our events. For more information, check out our website at barrett.ws. And from Memphis, the heart of banking, blues, and barbecue, we'll see y'all next time on Main Street Banking.